0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 94 of Confessions of a Market Maker. I'm your co-host, Ray, aka All Day Ray, aka Rambunctious Raymond, and I'm joined here by my infamous co-host, former market maker for 20 years and current day retail trader, the man who's bitten off more poisonous fruit than Adam and Eve, (laughs) aka the third Butabi brother, jj how's it going man
1: Uh good brother how are you i'm doing
0: very good i i know a lot of new listeners i don't think they um aware of your background as a uh nightclub bouncer do you ever uh you ever miss those days at all jj
1: hey you know somebody was drunk in the room yesterday um yesterday in globex you know so i, I felt like i was back you know at the uh mm-hmm. back back in the club right but he was okay he was just you know after work and uh <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah if the um if the conversation in one of these podcasts ever lead down that direction you know listeners there's some funny stories i know jj has shared <laughs> from those times so definitely Oh yeah
1: being a bouncer in the late 80s and early 90s man that was um was, you know people the things that people would do before camera phones my god
0: yeah yeah you know? i mean and and, and you know Vancouver being a place where a lot of, um, what, like, movies, TV sets were being filmed. I know you encountered some celebrities there as well,
1: huh? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, our our uh, our favorite actor, Richard Grieco, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and Johnny Depp, and that whole crew, because they used to film 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Right? So all those guys used to come to the club. Nice guys, right? Before they all became super wealthy and famous, right? Mm-hmm. And uh my one of my buddies was a stand in for Richard grieco so but he took it too far, man. He would like dress like him and act like him and you know and con trying to convince girls that he was Richard Oh, it was just it was hilarious, you know. Yeah Um Vancouver was a city of characters, that's for sure, you know. And as a doorman you just sat on your stool at night and you just watched these guys work the rooms and you just you know, it was great
0: entertainment. Yeah, um I'm sure it was and uh, you know, just just don't want to be sued. <laughs> Still want to yeah, be, just yeah. no
1: lawsuits, no lawsuits. <laughs> I
0: right. um, so yeah, I think it's been, um, I think, two weeks since the last time we did one of these market update podcasts. You were vacationing in Spain, JJ. How was the trip, man?
1: Oh, man. Uh, it was the first time I've taken an entire week off since 1995. My girlfriend treated me and took me on vacation. And, and flights from London to Barcelona aren't that expensive. They have really cheap flights, not like Canada where there's like two airlines. How 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 long so, is the
0: flight? How long's the flight? It's like two hours, not right? Nothing.
1: Yeah, just a couple of hours, right? And it's funny because we went to Northern Ireland. She had a, uh, a medical conference in Belfast, and then down to Barcelona, and that was basically the whole week off. And we were in Barcelona for four days, and my God, what a place! Man, those people know how to live. They know how to live, you know. It's um, it's a completely different lifestyle. So, so nice down there. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And friendly people too.
0: Yeah, shout out to the good Spanish people. Yeah. Love much Hola. love. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just a reminder to the listeners, uh, if you'd like to join a professional and supportive community of traders, you can join JJ and myself at microefutures.com. We're helping both futures and equity traders get funded by prop firms. You can come join us at microefutures.com jj um you know obviously it's been a very interesting uh year you know in the markets um you know it's been a bit of a challenge uh for myself having to adjust my trading style at times oh, yeah. yeah i mean especially recently but you know I, I think uh it's helping me become more rounded trader we actually we we're having a discussion you know on the equity side this morning um on that you know i got to take profit a little bit quicker Oh yeah. Uh, I'm playing, I'm playing some different stocks at times, even some indexes. I'm waiting a little bit longer, having more patience in the morning, not, you know, sometimes I'd be real quick off the open. Now I'm waiting at least like 15 minutes or so. Um, But, you know, like I mentioned, I I think it is helping me, you know, add some plays to the playbook, rounding out myself as a trader. Um, How about for yourself, any adjustments for you or for what you've been seeing from other traders in the room?
1: Definitely. Uh, I see, I, I do see that people do have tough time adjusting.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I, I told people that this fall was going to be different. Just like last fall, I told everybody that January, February of this year was going to be different, and it was. This fall is going to be challenging, right? Um, this market is looking – it's trying to find a bottom. And when markets are trying to find a bottom where the large investment money will step in and buy for more than two days, Um, it can, you know, price exploration can be kind of painful, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's painful if, if you're not managing your risk and, you know, every day is different, you know, like you'll come in for sure thinking that the market's going to break and go lower and then it'll rally like a hundred points, uh, because you'll get a short covering rally. Today we hit a new low, right? We took out the S and P low and put in a new low, which prompted a ton of short covering. Right, but nobody really thought about that, and even myself, I was like, "Why is there so much buying? Duh! They're all covering their shorts because they broke the yearly low, mm-hmm. so that's what pushed it right back up from you know the 35.95 up to uh, 36.29 where it is now. Now, whether that short covering is enough over the next couple of days to get us back up and over certain levels with Fed minutes coming out, yeah. it's it's uh, there's a lot of volatility. Every day is different. Um, the ranges are big. Uh, sometimes it's really choppy because we have inconsistent order flow, which means the large investment houses, they're not putting positions together. So they're not acting like those shock absorbers that cushion the market. So the large momentum traders are like, Oh my God, this is like Disneyland for them. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, they're buying size and then selling it 20 or 30 points higher and just making a killing. Right. Some of these trading shops. And good for them, right? When the cat's away, the mice will play. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's probably filtered into equities. Um, you know, I haven't really been watching the equities that much. Uh, I was looking at Palantir and and you know Apple and the usual, yep. um, you know, the usual suspects to see what you know what they're going on. And they're all still kind of looking like they're trying to find a bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and um, that's going to happen. You know, hopefully they'll get some year-end markup. As these guys and curls want to push their their uh, you know their their bonuses up at the end of the year, yeah. right that's always a a a fun and popular thing yeah you know so that that's you know that's that's what we're looking at right now, and it's frustrating for uh the retail trader right now, especially if they're trying to swing trade because trying to swing trade these large ranges means that you have to have monk like discipline with your risk management. Or your entries have to be like picture perfect
0: yeah, right? yeah great entries, yeah
1: right, so yeah. and it, and and usually both you need to have good risk management and great entries for sure, right, so it's it's you know it's it's not easy swing trading right
0: yeah i have uh, i and, and I like swing trading, i haven't really been doing much um of it, you know, also just things not really setting up to my liking, yeah um uh, for swing trading um you know i i I've, I've been trying to reframe my mind i mean and i always kind of thought like this but it was good i I got a reminder last week um you know i saw a quote and i think it was by teddy roosevelt and i forget the exact quote but it was something of the nature of him like embracing challenge and that was like kind of i guess uh really like the ethos of his life uh, was always just going headfirst into you know challenges to battles and stuff and like yeah we're kind of like you know trading is like a a lot more of a battle right now than since I started three years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's
1: not going to get any easier right? going into the end of the year, right? So if you're okay with that, then it's cool. You have to – what I do, like for the last two days for me, quite honestly, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen when I sat down at that London Open. Mm-hmm. So I just trade small, right? And I'll use micros to see whether I'm actually in the groove of this and whether I'm seeing it. And if I start getting stopped out, then I know, oh, I'm missing something and I got to go back and look, right? And I'll use that I'll I'll pay for that knowledge, right? I'll pay 15, 20 bucks here, 15, 20 bucks there. That way, if you use a micro, that's the nice thing about trading futures, you don't really blow a lot of cash to see whether or not your brain is working, right? And then if it's working, then you can start sizing in and then using a larger instrument like the mini. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but I'm still trading very short-term timeframes. Like my trades are quick, you know, I'm in and out and in and out because the buying doesn't last. And then sometimes the selling just shuts off like a switch.
0: Right. Well, speaking to the, uh, like the, you know, the choppy times, you know, at times um, it gets choppy. Um, A lot of times don't know when it's coming Uh, having these volatile ranges. And so, like I was mentioning, you know, as I was opening up this topic, I've been way quicker with my trades. I don't even really like trading that way, <laughs> JJ. To yeah, me. I, um, I'm more of a, like a long, a Logged. longer day trader yeah. slash swing trader. But I've been taking real quick trades. But you know, and, and I think, and that's where I was going with like embracing like the challenge of like a newer environment or a different environment than we've had. Oh, um, is that it's helping round me out? Like I'm, I'm learning. It's like for like impressing this upon me. Yeah. Um, to, to, to learn to trade the style. And, and I think that's good, you know, or at least overall, uh, long-term for me it is. as a trader.
1: Like When I started, I'd be like, you know what, this isn't my type of market. I, I'm not going to trade it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. Cause I, you know, because I admitted that I didn't have the skill to trade it. Mm-hmm. Right. Then I learned how to trade chop and it took a while. Right. It learned, you know, I learned to use the stops. For entries and exits, I also learned how to use the stops for targets right if it if you're long from one level and it can't take out the upper stop, then get the hell out of the trade right and book that money right because base hits do add up right yeah they they really add up and and a lot of people don't recognize that they're looking for those sixty point moves but they don't have the skill to trade a sixty point move right. And that's hard to do. I mean, sometimes I don't have the skill to trade that kind of move. So I'll cut it up into like five three-point move trades, right? And take Mm -hmm. 30 points on the day, right? But I'll take two points here, three points here. It adds up. You know, like I used to have this old Italian client and he used to say, listen, kid, don't get greedy. A million here, a million there. It adds up, Mm -hmm. right? You know, don't look for that $10 million a day payday. You know, if you make a million, take it. You know, so that's I learned, <laughs> much smaller, you know, ranges now that you're day trading retail as opposed to doing deals, but it's the same spirit where I'm just looking to get paid in this market. And I'm looking that when I'm wrong to admit I'm wrong quickly and get the hell out of Dodge before it, yep. you know, gets ugly.
0: Yep. Yep. Get it how you live, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah for sure. Like it's just ha- having, um, Knowing where where your edges and, and like you said, it's it's okay to sit back, sit out, and and that patience, you know, yeah, patience is what actually gets you paid. Um, it does well. It, it saves does. you, um, and that's that's just as good as a win, right? I oh like, yeah, like, win it's yeah. saving yourself from a big loss.
1: I mean, the thing too is everybody you know carps them on about being patient, and it drives people crazy. They're like, what the f do I got to be patient for? Well, sometimes you got to be patient while you're waiting for those large traders to finish their business and that'll pave the way for your trade, right? It's kind of like, you know, if you're a running back and you got to wait for your, your lineman for to, to yeah. make the hole, right? Yeah. You know, if you're there before him, you know, it's, <laughs> let him work. Let him do his work, right? Let the rich guys – I always say it's like, you know, if you go out with a buddy of yours who's just made $100 million on a deal – you know, when the bill comes at at the end of the meal, you know, you got alligator arms. Don't go reach for your wallet just yet. Let him pick up the tab. Let the rich guys and the big, large traders sort out certain things like poor lows and, and, you know, especially like 52 week lows, let them come in and do their business. Let them pay the tab. And then you get on the ride afterwards. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, there's sometimes where you got to be cheap.
0: It and, pays. Yeah, absolutely. And like, like you always, like you always preach, this is, you know, treat this like a business you, you always you always juice me up with the football analogies man like because it, it, it they they correlate so well in my mind because some of the best running oh, yeah. backs jj are the patient runners yeah like he, he does you know you know sometimes hitting the hole fast is what you have to do when it's Dude, there yeah. but then sometimes yeah. ha- like those patient runners man wait for the play to develop yeah and it went once, love- once your edge is there then you hit it
1: yeah, it's funny. And they just turn on the jets and they're gone. And you're like, where the hell did he come from? Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's just waiting for that opportunity. And that's really hard. And that's hard to do when you just start out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. That experience, you know, a lot of people forget that this is a skill. Right? And so the, the, the analogy I came up with today is like, if you're going to learn how to juggle, right, learn how to juggle the Nerf balls first before you move on to chainsaws. Mm-hmm. Right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> just... You know, take your time and and understand that you are trying to learn in in some of the most challenging market conditions we've seen, Mm -hmm. right? And so be a little bit patient with yourself, right? It's going to take some time before you actually start making money, yeah, right? And that's really hard to deal with because most people get into trading are type A personalities. They want to take the bull by the horns. They want to take their future into their own hands. And they're like, Jesus, you know, I'm sitting here waiting. I'm not making any money and i'm sitting here watching this but you're gaining experience while you're watching
0: right yeah and that's um, and that's just as good as um in my mind right like like we're saying it's tougher conditions um it's improving yourself as a trader and like let's say maybe you're not making money right now and like like you always say jj like this is a long run game you're going to be trading for 30 40 years what you know depending yeah. on your age and whatnot. not but yeah if you can build it up now, like the money will come eventually. Like it this, is, this is, this is the time to, to improve yourself as a trader.
1: Yeah. Um, it is tough definitely. Time. Yeah. And we've seen that we've got lots of folks in our room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got our guy, Eric and, and LC like LC. Now you see him taking like, you know, he's taking like 15, 20 point trades now for size, you know, and, three months ago, two months ago, he was just in and out for a couple of points in and out for a couple of points, Beautiful. but he's really developed his edge. Um, and you know, now it's, he's putting it together. Um, and, um, Mr. Good is he, he's another one of our guys, you know, this guy started out and he started out, he'd been training for a while, uh, had his ups and downs. And then he came into our room and man, he put in the hours, like, you know, he'd, He's in there at three in the morning. He's there at nine in the morning. He's there at two in the afternoon. You know, sometimes he falls asleep at his monitors. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that, but he put in the work and now he's trading like a million bucks. And he's, he's, you know, of, of these prop accounts and he's doing really, really well, you know, but he did put in God. He put in the time. Yeah. You know, he put in the time in a big way and sacrificed you know, a lot of his personal life to, to do it. And that's a lot, that's the problem with this thing is the, it does involve sacrifice, right? Just like anything else where, you know, if you want to achieve greatness, you are going to have to sacrifice your time.
0: Right. Absolutely. Just it's hard. Right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. fundamental. It's fundamental, yeah. man. Uh, JJ um, I know, I know we spoke um, a little bit on, on previous podcasts uh, about you trading, uh, you know, cause you're in, you're in London now, right? So different time yeah. difference, um, trading some like Globex, you know, in the morning. Oh yeah. When you wake up, uh, you know, the past two days have got me uh, thinking a little bit and I, and I want to ask you this about Globex, um, about maybe like any clues or, you know, uh, tip offs that maybe like how Globex is behaving and it's effect it's going to have on the regular trading hours. Oh, yeah. Cause the past, the past two days, I noticed like we started trending up like right into the open. Yeah. To proceed two big dumps. Now we bounced back today um in a good way. I, I was just it, it just got me thinking, is there any things you see sometimes during Globex that might maybe give you some tip-offs to what might happen during the RTH?
1: Definitely. When that Globex inventory gets too short at night, you do see, as Dalton says, a move higher to correct that inventory. Mm. And that's that's been happening quite a bit in the last two days. Uh we've had you know, the overnight gets too short, and then the short covering comes in and just decimates guys who get short at the bottom, right? Um, It traps people in the hole. Like tonight, you know, our overnight low was at 35.85-ish. We looked below that in RTH and then came back up, and when we looked below it, you could see everybody getting short underneath 35.90, and now the market's at 36.36, and it's just, you know, it's being supported by short sellers who got short in the hole, right? And um, you, you have to, uh, you have to, you have to look for covering at certain places. Like 35, 35.95 was a big, big level. It's a swing low. It's the low of the year. And when we took that out, a lot of people used that opportunity to come in and cover because they knew that there would be sellers there, right? And they sucked up all the supply. So yeah, the overnight really does help because you do get those moves higher off the overnight inventory, just like sometimes that pre-market in equities, because equities open like pretty early. Yeah. So sometimes you'll see them dump early in the pre-market and the large wholesalers just grab all the supply and then lift the market at the open and sell into the buying, right? That's, that, 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 that's very common in these markets. Um, I'm curious, I haven't looked at equities in a while, You know, so I'm curious to see what, like, what the, you know, what the hot stocks of the day are these days. You know, in the in the equities area.
0: Yeah, man, hot stocks. I'm I'm not. I don't think much (laughs) is hot right now. Um, but um, I I would say they're kind of more or less. I mean, I can't speak for everything, but they're more or less probably following the ES from 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 what I could tell. Um, uh, uh. JJ, how about do, how about um, trading Globex? I know this is something we've also touched on as well. Um, differences in price action or just oh, just yeah. in, in general, do, do you have a, a preference on trading Globex or RTH or just, you know, anything in general of that nature? I like,
1: I love trading. Uh, ever since I moved to London and my girlfriend for a year was telling me before, you know, when we met, before I moved to London, she was like, you got to trade the London Open. And I just didn't, I wasn't awake enough to do it. You know, because it's 2, two o'clock, 2.30 in the morning, uh, New York time, mm-hmm. right? Which is, I mean, if you've got a life and a job, like I didn't have a life, but even then I had a, a, a trouble getting up at that morning and being clear-headed. But I'm telling you, that London Open time, um, that Globex time when the European and London markets open, the order flow is nice. And it's all inventory trading. So you can trade quite nicely. Uh, the order flow is more smooth. Uh, the agenda is very clear because they're just going to buy a bunch of cheap crap and sell it higher, right? And um, there's not as much chop. So like today, uh, I was up like 20 points before the market even opened, right? It's nice because you can get up, you make your money and that takes the pressure off RTH because sometimes RTH can be very choppy. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And that really, that, that can really help, Um, you know, so I recommend we do a zoom at uh two thirty in the morning, New York time. Right? Oh, wow. And, but we get like 50 people on, you know, Europeans and yep. people in England and we get quite a people, a lot of people in New York who get up and then the people in, you know, the night owls on the West coast, it's great for them. We even had some Hawaii traders. It's like 10 o'clock at night for them there. And they're up. Um, you know, so yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, it's a good thing. It, it really, I, I suggest for newer traders too. the price action slower, you can see things happen slower so you can adapt and adjust and, and, and control your risk. And you don't get so freaked out when, when those big moves happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot better to, uh, to learn how inventory works and how price action and order flow react to inventory. Um, and you can make some money. The nice thing is you can make some shekels before the open, so it takes that edge off. So you're not like jonesing for a trade at nine thirty, which a lot of people are, and that means they'll make a mistake because they feel like they have to trade at that time.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, and definitely, you know, and it's it's tough trading like <laughs> uh, just right off the open too, right? It is. Uh, it's, it is. It's, I mean, you get big, big movements. Yeah. You know, easily yeah. fake outs. Yeah, Um, it's it's not easy. Yeah, I you know, and and I have before JJ. Like, I mean, it it depends, right? There's there's always some like nuance, but um, I I used to never care too much. Like, if I thought it was a good setup, a good trade that I I was eyeing it, and usually I know like pre market, I have an idea. Um, I'll take it relatively soon, if not pre market. Um, now I'm forcing myself to wait 15 minutes before trading anything let me kind of get a, a sense um of direction for the day um or, or where we're heading and, and i know i think that's something you're a proponent of too as well just like sit back get a feel for how things are going
1: yeah now in the last couple in the last year i have been trading the open more mm-hmm. because i got used to it right and not it not right away but i'll let it open up and within the first five or ten minutes i'll take a couple of little test trades to see if what I'm thinking, how the market's opening is working, right? But I don't go all in, right? Um, And when I first started, I didn't trade the first hour because I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. And, you know, there's something liberating about going, you know what, I do not know what's going to happen. Let me wait and see what happens. Yeah. And then that kind of sets up better trades for later, right? Because you let the market build out some structure, right? um and that that really really helps um you know we've i've been really focusing on short-term quick trades in and out in these markets to help people um you know make that two three hundred dollars a day so you can make an income mm-hmm. um you know because uh, what i say is you know if, if you make you know if, if you're making like two or three points on two or three e-mini contracts you can actually pay your bills with that i mean unless you're you know, living like Khashoggi or something like that, but, you know, you know, unless you got a 200000 a dollar a day habit or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, but if you're making, you know, three to $500 every day, steady, just a couple of points here, a couple of points there, just 20 trading days in a month. It adds up, right. Mm-hmm. Um, trading for income is the way to go right now. Trading for glory will is an account killer. Um, and it's going to be in this, in this fall, right until those big institutional investors right step in and and start buying large positions and providing some sort of a price buffer right because right now we have you know our low is 3580 our high is 3640 you know it's you know it's it's just 40 points short of a hundred point range right it's it's really it's not easy to trade this stuff right so you know it you got to sort of you know carve it up right it's like when you go to those restaurants where they give you you know you can you eat the 72 ounce steak in 90 minutes you can't eat that whole thing in a bite man you gotta cover you gotta carve it up you know take it in digestible chunks Mm -hmm. right and uh you know just make sure you pay yourself in this market right and what i tell a lot of guys i know i'm talking too much but you know i tell a lot of folks if you are a new trader and you start becoming consistent take money out of your account Every week, so you can't get your ego can't get its paws on it and try and size up and do all these crazy things. Pay yourself every week. Take that money out and save it for a rainy day, because they will come. You know,
0: mm-hmm. it will come, man. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, man. It is, I, I, and I think too, um, at least it seems like it now, right? You're not, you're not seeing the the social media like. The glamour of trading, you know, oh. um, people are realizing it's, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not all glory, right. Like treat this like oh, yeah. business. And those are the people that are going to survive through these type yeah. of conditions of people all, who treat it like a business.
1: Yeah. All those flash in the pen guys, you know, they were like, Oh, buy this stock at 16, you know, and you know, you take a look at these deals now and they're trading at two bucks. You know, it's it's like, oh, yeah. Were you getting paid to pump it? Of course you were. Did you disclose you were getting paid to pump it? Of course you didn't. Right. But you just sandbagged the entire world in this piece of garbage. Right. And, you know, there, there was one of those stocks where people were buying it. it was last year. And I was telling people, Jesus, please, please don't buy this stock. You know, and they were buying it yep. 10 bucks, 12 bucks, five bucks. And they said, if it loses five, it's over. That stock is now trading at 78 cents a share, right? And there are people I know that were long this thing at 15, at 12, at 20. And they just believed everything that the company was saying while they were dumping millions of shares of S8 stock into the flow, right? Now the thing is, is lucky if it'll get over a dollar again, right? It's a penny stock and it's trading on NASDAQ. And, um, You know, the chart doesn't lie, right? You can't fake the transactions. If a chart looks like a ski slope, it's because somebody is selling stock every single day. And most probably they got it for free or close to free.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a beautiful thing, man. The chart tells you all you need to know. You don't don't need to know about this economic data and all that. And power to the people that do use that stuff like that's cool, but it's, you know. You don't yeah, know, I know.
1: Me I mean, if you have a year view or a two-year view, then of course you're gonna factor those things in. But if you're a trader, right, and you're you know look at a swing low and a swing high, and if we take out that swing low, don't stand in front of it, mm-hmm. you know, trying to buy it because you're gonna get pummeled, you know. Uh, you know, there come certain times where, you know, um, you know, or if you're a short seller. And you're shorting a stock and it won't break a level uh um, don't be delusional. you just don't have the supply to break that level cover you mm-hmm. know
0: <laughs> so so jJ you 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 know you mentioned uh disclosing you know people disclosing having shares in the company or not um it made me think of this man um and I thought this was pretty ridiculous um so so you you're good friends at the s e c it uh, what well, they they find the uh, Kim Kardashian? Uh, oh, I don't know, one point two mil. I could be wrong. Something around there, over a million bucks <laughs> for failing to disclose she was, I don't know, into some crypto coin or project. I don't it, know the details, but um, you know, it made me think. One, it's such a joke, right? Um, it's it's the, like the, a
1: parking the, ticket.
0: That yeah, right, right. It, it, it one, it's a joke. Um, and like they're what are they trying to use Kim Kardashian as like a um what's the word like an example they're, they're treating yes. her as an example meanwhile yes. i'm thinking of like what about all these politicians
1: oh man you know oh, I, I with, with I, the I look-
0: trading i've seen the trading record jj i saw someone like have the whole the record of like the entries oh, really? and exits of these politicians on some and like the gains they've had on some of these stocks <sighs> not not to take this down the political route but i know no it's, i know it's a joke SEC, it's yeah. just a joke it's a joke
1: it's you know, it's just like in London here the, the and I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this, but I'm gonna say it. The Minister of Finance put out a budget and one of his buddies was short the pound when it came out just by coincidence. Yeah. You yeah. know, and this guy used to work for this guy who was a hedge fund, you know, manager and who banked a beautiful profit off of that short. You know, and so it's just like, oh my god, can you guys be a little less obvious? You know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this and, uh, you know, oh, okay, thanks for that info, you know, and uh, we'll see you at lunch. I'm buying, you know, it, right. it. that is just rampant. It is rampant in our industry. And, you know, not that, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, uh, Miss Kardashian got some bad legal advice about disclosure. But, uh, you know, if she only got away with a million dollar fine compared to what she probably made on on the deal it's like a little it's like a parking ticket you know uh they'll pay that probably without admitting or denying any responsibility that's usually how the lawyers uh get it and you know um you know that's yeah it's it's just the 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 flagrant abuse of um some of these insider trading laws is just crazy you know uh but hey that's the business and it's the way it's been for 300 years so you know we don't think about that too much but it is interesting when you see that in the headlines um you know you see you see some pretty crazy stuff going on you know and uh you know i i didn't even know until lately that it was okay for your politicians to trade on insider information
0: i don't i don't uh, think it is at least you know? i don't at least i don't think i don't i mean i don't know i, I don't yeah, know the exact um I, I don't know um, <laughs> laws, but i would imagine i mean there's got to be some uh,
1: there's uh, got to be uh, something but who knows something. who knows that's not for us to say that's why we'll just stick to our charts and our structure and our inventory and just grind it out yeah. yeah that's um you know we'll we'll leave those you know secretary of the treasury things for you know those who went to Harvard
0: you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll leave it we'll leave it to those folks um JJ before before we get out of here um so, yeah, so like I mentioned the past two weeks, um, this is our first time on in the past two weeks. Anything different you're seeing based on TPO charts, anything of that nature, uh, or kind of more I'm or less seeing, the same?
1: I, I Honestly, like to I'm seeing these buck-ass wild bit ranges. They're big ranges, right? And the market's looking for buying. I'm looking to see where we get some price stability. Until then, I'm going to trade, you know, relatively small. Um, you know, do look for volatility this fall. Uh, please watch your risk this fall because you want to um, try and hold on to the gains that you made this year, right? As the last quarter comes in, those of you who've had a good year, now is your time to hold on to that money, right? Uh, Those of you who didn't have a good year, don't try and make it all up in the last three months, right? Take it easy. There's a new year coming. Just like every month we get a new month and it's a fresh sheet of paper. you know, and, you know, if you need help, reach out to us. We're always around. Yep. Right? And not likely we have all the answers, but, you know, we'll help you find the answers. If we don't know them, we'll find someone who does.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We we like to help people, you know, guide them in the right direction. Right, JJ? Think for mm-hmm. themselves. Um, So, you know, you can figure this game and go the, the direction that makes sense to you.
1: Exactly. You know, I'd always... One thing I will tell people, I mean, you know, even people who follow me on Twitter, do your own research, do your own due diligence, Mm -hmm. right? Um, nothing can, um, you know, nothing is better than you learning what to look at and then you trading your money around what you have learned. And that does take some time, but, you know, do your own due diligence and that way you'll, you know, uh, you'll be able to, uh, You'll, you'll have a fighting chance. If you trust somebody else's analysis all the time, it's 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 difficult.
0: Yep, 100%. And so that's going to conclude today's episode of Confessions of a Market Maker. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review it for us. If you'd like to join a professional and supportive community of traders, you can join us at microefutures.com. I'm Paulie Walnuts. He's the gorilla of house street. You stop. So
1: have a good night,
0: everyone.